Thank you for tuning in to Midtown's podcast. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know that these podcasts are a little bit different because we these were recorded during the COVID-19 outbreak and the shelter-in-place period. So we weren't able to worship together like normal, but we did record how we did worship together via a Zoom video conference. We still spend time in God's Word, and we spend a little bit more time in prayer over our city, over our country, and over the world. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. Midtown Church is a family loved and served by God, compelled to love and serve each other and Austin with God. Learn more at midtownaustin.org. Well, uh, again, guys, it's really great to see all of y'all. And uh, thanks for joining us to worship God and encourage one another. Just remember that we're not alone. God's with us and we're in this together. Uh, Looking forward to our time in the Word this morning. Uh, but before I get into that, let me introduce myself. Even though Justin just did, I know, again, we have a few guests with us. And so I'm Jake. I'm one of the pastors here at Midtown and so glad that you are joining us. What we're going to do this morning is we're going to uh, uh, pick back up and then abruptly end uh, the Heart Matters series that we started back at the beginning of March. And some of y'all uh, might remember that, but uh, I'm going to try to. Uh, recall that, say a few words, and close that in about 15 minutes. And so, um, wish me luck. I don't know if I've done anything in 15 minutes before when it comes to preaching. But um, this, I think the timing of this series has been uh, rather interesting because right, the idea, if you can remember, of this series was to help us grow in our emotional health, like to deal with our heart, right? And yet the timing of this series, we've just taken drastic measures as a society to, to do whatever it takes to care for our physical health, right? And so we wanna protect ourselves and we wanna protect others from this virus as we should. But it is interesting, kind of as a contrast, to think all the things that we will go to, the extremes in some, in some cases that, that we would go to in order to protect our physical health, and yet how little attention we give to protecting our emotional health, or guarding our heart. And yet, the truth is that if we don't guard our hearts, then man, that can also lead to incredible devastation, right? Like, it can radically affect and hurt and damage uh, yourself and your relationships with others, with your friends, with your spouse, or even with uh, your, your kids. And so we said, man, Proverbs 4.23, got a key verse for us in this series that says, above all else, guard your heart. For from it flows everything that you do. Above all else, guard your heart. For from it flows everything you do. And so, man, that seems like this should be important. We should talk about how we guard our heart. And you can, again, remember if you were with us all the way back to the beginning of March, we said, guarding your heart uh, involves a couple of things. One, it involves paying attention to what's already in there. And then second, it, it means protecting it from other things that are trying to get in there that can cause damage. And so um, that's something that is really important for us because and everything we do flows from our heart. And whatever is in here will eventually come out of here. You might remember, too, I talked about how... Um, Whenever something shakes you, whenever there's a conflict, or let's say there's a giant stressful situation of a pandemic, like we're all going through right now, these stressful situations shake you up, and they're going to call it's it's going to reveal something. But a lot of the time, we want to blame the circumstances and say, okay, 
this is causing stuff to come out of me that I don't like, but it's, it's the situation's fault or it's someone else's fault. But the truth is, remember, uh, circumstances will reveal what's in you. They don't determine what's in you. When you get shaken up, that's what comes out was what was already in you. And right now, as we all go through this really stressful, crazy uh, time, I'm sure it's revealing some stuff that's coming out of us. And I just wonder, friends, like, what are you seeing? What are you seeing coming out of you? What does that tell you about what was already in you? If you're like me, one of the things that you're seeing is that you are uh, getting more easily frustrated. Or perhaps you're a little bit more on edge, which are really uh, two nice ways to say uh, you're getting angry. <laughs> and I'm, I'll tell you, I don't like it, but man, I have found that I, I'm getting angry a little more easily. You know, I don't know. Kids are so loud. <laughs> They're so loud all of the time. And I don't know, my kids are watching this. I love you guys, but you're so loud. Or perhaps you're in a situation where your boss is still demanding all this from you, but your life is turned upside down. Or perhaps you're homeschooling and you have your full-time job. And it's like, what in the world? And this is so hard. And like, we're living with people 24 hours a day, seven days a week for a month on end. And like, we love these people, our roommates, our family, our spouse. Uh, but come on, can we get a break? And like, there's this, this, this sense of, man, I just feel like I'm getting frustrated. I, I'm getting on edge or I'm, I'm getting angry more often. And if that's the case, we need to pay attention to that. Because I think that's revealing something that's going on in our hearts, in your heart and in my heart. You see, I've been thinking a lot about uh, James chapter four. If you remember, if you were with us uh, this fall, we studied the book of James. And there's a passage in there, James chapter four, that has been on my mind in light of what I'm seeing kind of coming out of my heart in the midst of these situations. And so I want us to look at that together this morning, because I think what James says here is can really uh, help us kind of clue into what's in our, going on in our hearts and point us to something that will help bring us greater peace. Emotional health, remember, it really feels like peace. And it can bring us peace on the inside. It can help bring more peace in our relationships also, even in the midst of this really stressful time. So uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, James chapter 4, verse 1. Um, I also have words up here on the slides. I'm just going to share, share these slides with you and see if this works this morning. So um, let's see. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> there we go. James chapter four, verse one says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? <laughs> now this verse, uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, I want to argue with this because when, if James was asking me, if he was sitting across the table and he's saying, well, what's causing fights and quarrels among you? You know what I would say? And probably what you would say, we'd say, uh, the, uh, Corona, Corona is causing fights and quarrels among us. Uh, having a shelter in place is, and with the same people forever is causing fights and quarrels among us. I mean, all of this financial stress is causing 
fights and quarrels among us. Um, like if James, if you had to live with my spouse all the time, you would not even bother to ask this question. You know what's causing fights and quarrels among us. It's him. It's her. And I think all of those answers, if you're like me, it's helpful to identify all those answers point to something that's out there, person or circumstances, and says, the issue is there. The issue is with them. But Jane says here, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? See, I think James, if he heard our answers and we were pointing to things that are out there, he would say, you know, this is why I'm talking about this. Because you, you're wrong. It's not what's out there. Or at least it's not all that's what's out there. A part of what's causing the fights and quarrels is what's going on in here. It's what's going on in your heart. Don't they come from the battles, from your desires that battle within you? And the answer really to that question is, yeah, that's where they come from. Because the reason we fight and the reason that we get angry is because there is something that we want that we are not getting. There's something that we want that we are not getting. I mean, think about this, right? I just want a couple minutes of quiet. And so I yell at my kids. I just want to be able to leave my house. So I get frustrated and I'm on edge. Or I just want my wife to quit bringing up all the things that she wants me to do. And so we fight. Or I just want my roommate or my kids or my spouse to just pick up after themselves at least, at least once, right? At least once. And so I get angry. This past Friday, uh, Krista and I celebrated our uh, six, 16 years 16 year anniversary. So congrats to us. Uh, we made it 16 years. It tells you that Krista's very long suffering. Um, but we uh, had originally planned to go to San Antonio to do a little getaway for to celebrate our 16 year anniversary. And then uh, that got ruined by Corona. And we had originally planned that uh, my, my parents were going to uh, keep the kids over the weekend so that we could at least get some time together. But then that also got ruined by Corona. And so <laughs> we tried to at least piece some fun together on Friday night, but the, um, it didn't get off to a good start. <laughs> like I picked up some food for us. We put the kids in front of a movie and we tried to have some, we lit some candles at our dinner and our dining room table. We we're going to sit down, but right before we sat down, um, I said something rude to Krista. I, I said, um, hey, the food was already out. Was, I was afraid it was getting cold. I said, hey, can, I think the food's getting cold. Can you get over here? I, I said it in a not such a nice tone. And uh, you know, part of it was this, I'm amazed that she can still run late even when we are not going anywhere. But that's, a, that's another topic. Uh, but <laughs> they, uh, she responds with, well, why don't you just start without me? And then I'm like, oh my goodness, like that, that made me mad. I'm going to start our anniversary. And we just start our anniversary dinner at each other. And we think, you know what? What's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on. And so we both wanted something that we were not getting. So we wanted to be able to get away. We wanted to have something special for this night. But uh, we weren't getting what we wanted. 
thankfully, after a couple of minutes, uh, we put our finger on that and we're able to move forward and we ended up having a, a, a really good time together. But I was just reminded of this. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? Aren't they caused by desire for something that you want, but that you are not getting? I mean, at least, can you see this? At least a part of the problem is that you are not getting what you want. Part of the reason you have growing anger and growing frustration and even arguments is because you are not getting what you want. See, the issue is not all just out there. It's not her, it's not him, it's not just the situation, it's not just the stress of the situation. It's what's going on in here. You have desires that are not being met. And so James, in case you're wondering, like, okay, what, you know, I don't know quite if I buy into that. He, he actually doubles down on this. Look what he says in the next verse. He says, you desire, but you do not have, and so you kill which you think, okay, that's gotta be hyperbole, right? I mean, you can't seriously mean that, but I think that it is and it isn't hyperbole. Like, I don't think that James was originally writing to a bunch of murderers that were killing people, and yet at the same time, what moves, what motivates people to kill? Isn't it not most of the time that someone wants something that they can't get, that someone else has, and they're trying to get that thing that they have, and so they'll even do whatever it takes to get it, they'll, they'll kill. I mean, I think about what's causing people right now not to shelter in place, not to follow the orders. Instead, they put themselves in danger and they put others in danger, even perhaps in danger of, of dying. Why are they doing that? Isn't it because they just want to be able to do whatever they want? So we, we do, we are moved because we're not getting what we want. He goes on to say this. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. And so you quarrel and fight. And this is just James saying, hey, come on. Don't you realize okay, you're going to argue and you fight and you get angry because you covet something you want. You, <laughs> you want a break. Everyone else seems to get a break, but you're having to juggle homeschooling and your full-time job. And it seems like your husband's getting a break or your wife's getting a break, but you don't get a break and that doesn't seem right. And you covet what they have and it causes fights and quarrels among you. Why? It's because you're not getting what you want. Or you just want someone to just say a kind word to you or just acknowledge how you're serving or how hard this is, but yet you're sacrificing so much. You just think, can, can people just say something nice to me? And you get upset, get on edge. Why? Because you're not getting what you want. Now, let me, let me be clear about something. Just to make sure you don't hear something that I'm not saying, okay? Of course there are circumstances that should upset you. And of course being treated unfairly or rudely should upset you. And of course being lied to or being taken advantage of should upset you. By no means is James arguing for stoicism here to act like you don't have any desires or it's wrong to ever want anything. That's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is, look, it's wise and it's helpful if you'll be humble enough to admit that the issue that is causing your frustration or your anger or your conflicts or your arguing isn't 
just out there. You have a part to play too. For you want something that you are not getting. So to help you uh, guard your hearts, friends, to help you kind of monitor what's going on in there and as a way to kind of keep our anger and our frustration in check, I want to recommend that you and I begin doing something. And it's going to feel a little odd and it's going to feel a little uh, funny, but I suggest that the next time you start getting frustrated or the next time you're having a conflict, you just stop and you say this. Hey, do you know what a part of the problem is? A part of the problem is I'm not getting what I want. I'm serious. If you're in an argument with your wife and you say, hey, you know what a part of the problem is? A part of the problem is I'm not getting what I want. There's no comeback to that, right? <laughs> They're just going to look at you and be like, huh, yeah, I guess that is a part of the problem. You know, it's, perhaps they would even be able to admit, like, you know, that's part of, you know, that's part of my problem as well. I guess, I guess I'm not getting what I want either. And y'all can just kind of look at each other and be like, yeah. See, oh, I'm realizing the part, of, part of the problem, the whole problem isn't just with you. No, part of the problem is with, is with me. I'm not getting what I want. And friends, when you do that, if you do that, it will diffuse the argument. And it'll bring some perspective to say, okay, the, the issue isn't all just with them, it's, it's also with me. I've got these, I got these desires, the wedge of war in me. I'm not getting what I want. And I need to own that. And friends, it's true. I'm not saying that's the whole problem. But in many cases, it's a bigger part of the problem than we want to admit or to own. And so seriously, I recommend you start saying this out loud. Like here it is for us. You can keep yourself muted, but I want this to stick. And so, oh, say this with me. One, two, three. Do you know what's part of the problem? Part of the problem is I'm not getting what I want. Do you know what's part of the problem? Part of the problem is I'm not getting what I want. See, this is helpful because often you can't do anything to change about what's going on out there. Or you can't change the person that you have an argument with. But you do have the power to deal with your own desires. And you can even decide to humbly let go of what at time uh, of your desires at times in order to serve others, just like Jesus did for us. You see, we're going to take communion together, and uh, and then also just in light of this next week, as we remember uh, Good Friday on Friday and Easter on Sunday, like in light of these things. What we are remembering is how Jesus, our Lord and Savior, willingly said no to getting what he deserved and even getting what he wanted in order to give us what we needed more than anything else. I mean, think about this. I love Philippians chapter 
two. And Paul just put this so beautifully. He says this, who be talking about Jesus, who being in very nature God, and like just pause there and just think, what does what does God, what does Jesus who being in very nature God, what does he deserve? He deserves everything, right? What does he deserve? Well, he deserves to get everything that he wants, right? I mean, that's what he deserves. He deserves to always get what he wants. And yet, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. And so on multiple occasions, Jesus doesn't get what he wants. I mean, we think about the garden. Good Friday. And he says, Father, take this cup from me. He doesn't get what he wants. And he goes to the cross, and he doesn't get what he deserves. But instead, he, he humbled himself. Look at this. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself by being obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is what Jesus has done for us. Now, friends, Paul began that passage with this statement. And your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Listen, it's okay. It's not easy, but it's okay not to get everything you want. And it's okay not to get everything you deserve. And when you, in humility, recognize that a part of the problem that's causing anger and is causing conflicts is that you are not getting what you want, then you are given an opportunity to also, in humility, like Jesus, decide if you will forfeit what you want in order to serve others. And if you do, if you make that decision, if you recognize that part of the problem is with you, Man, that's going to help protect your heart from anger. And it's going to help you not be filled up with frustration. And you're going to experience a greater peace in your heart and in your relationships, especially when you decide to serve others, denying yourself what you want in order to give them what they need or in order to express your love for them just as Christ did for you. So, come on. During this stressful time, this conflict-inducing time, this frustrating time, let's be quick to admit, you know what a part of the problem is? Part of the problem is that I'm not getting what I want. And then in humility, let's at least consider having the same mindset as Jesus and letting go of what we want in order to sacrificially serve others. And so friends, let me ask you guys, How's your heart? Getting mad? Are you being easily angered? Are you filling up with frustration? Are you, are you arguing a lot? Experiencing a lot of conflict? You have a short fuse? Let's clue in that that's a heart issue. There's something going on in our heart. And let's, let's take that to Jesus. Let's own that. Let's admit that. And then let's see him 
sacrificially denying what he deserved in order to serve you and to serve me so that you will be moved to have that same mindset in your relationship with others, that we would be willing to give up, always getting what we want. Guys, that will bring some peace to your heart and bring some peace to your relationships. And we need that right now, don't we, in the midst of this crazy time. We're going to uh, continue worship by uh, another time of prayer. I'm going to pray, and then uh, Chase and uh, Matt are going to also pray. And uh, let's just go to God together uh, for uh, one another as well as uh, for our city and world right now, trusting that uh, God hears us when we pray. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would help us guard our hearts as we've been talking about, you would lead us to greater emotional health, that, um, or that you would free us of anger and rid us of being easily frustrated, help us live patiently because we don't uh, make the mistake of pushing uh, all the issues, saying that all the problem, the whole problem is always with other people or our circumstances. So may we in humility, recognize that part of the problem is our own hearts. We're not getting what we want. God, may you move us to acknowledge what Jesus has done on our behalf and how he willingly didn't get what he wanted in order that we could get what we need. God, would that move us to sacrificially serve others, bring peace to our hearts and peace to our relationships? God, would you help us guard our hearts? You know, would you give us wisdom to apply uh, this message today? And or would you grow us in our trust and our love for you? We pray these things in Christ's name. God, I just lift up our city and our country and our world, Father. Um, just everyone who is sick and who's hurting and who's isolated, God. Um, I just pray for help. And for hope, um, I pray that people would turn to you for comfort. Um, I just lift up everyone um, who's making hard decisions. And God, I just pray for wisdom um, for each of us, for our leaders um, in business and in government. Um, I pray for everyone who's working on vaccines and a cure and just figuring out what to do with the situation, Lord. I just ask for help um, and that we would we would turn to you and trust you. Um, Father, I also just lift up everyone who is um, out of work or facing difficulties in, in that way, God. And I just, Lord, I pray for provision. Um, help us to trust you um, and help us to help one another and, and show your love to our world. Just that in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would help us be um, courageous during this time, that we would be creative in the way that we, we serve people and love people people who are vulnerable and people who are most affected by this virus. Uh, pray that you just give us the courage to reach out and to count their needs as more significant than our wants. Lord, pray that you would save many people during this, that we would see people turn to you and, and trust you during this and that they would experience your love and your peace during these, these times of uh, just shakenness. Lord, thank you for all that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this ministry has blessed you.
If you would like to support this ministry, you can donate at midtownaustin.org.